All right, everybody, Scoots here. We're talking about uh, uh, season four, episode ten, chapter ten, uh, chapter something. We'll, we'll know the chapter in a few minutes uh, from the good place. And it starts out with a dot on the screen. Let me just see. Uh, and then the dot, well, there's the, the, the old peacock, as I make sure. The, the, then there, oh, it's actually not a dot. It's uh, You can see it's two people. It does a quick zoom in. It's a judge in the Janet inside a Janet void, which is, I don't know if it's a taupe, uh, uh, like, uh, but it's a coat. It's a, like the a color of one of those, uh, like sport coats that people can pull off. I can't pull it off though. Uh, they're in a neutral Janet void. Uh, the most nothing. Uh, the judge says, uh, or someone says it, Janice saying, hey, don't cancel Earth, please, judge. Judges just watch Justified Season 3. We're about to watch it. Uh, Janet's kind of uh, talking, please don't. Uh, don't give up on uh, Shakespeare, Pyramids, Timmy, Tim, Timmy not Timmy Oliphant, uh, Timothy Oliphant, uh, Oliphant, uh, you say elephant, I say elephant. Uh, Samwise Ganji says elephant, uh, or uh, I don't know if it was Pippin. Pippin is that one of the? Uh, it, I don't know. It's been a little while. Not to go off on a tangent. Usually I don't do this, but so I had bought the extended uh, Lord of the Rings right on Blu-ray. I'm not up to 4K yet. I'm not, I won't be. I'll be at 4K in about four years, I think. Uh, but I am at Blu-ray. I mean, just for just for uh, this, uh, very few things I'd watch on Blu-ray. But this is one of them. And I made it through the Fellowship. I know this is a good place podcast. I made it through the Fellowship um, over a few weeks because it was the extended version. And then I went into the two towers, and I, I, I just I guess I got busy. It's hard for me to sit on the couch and watch something, even over two or three nights. Uh, so it's literally been six months uh, since uh, I'm right at a, a midway point of the, the two t- two towers, I think. You know, so, you know, something about Rohan. Maybe the White Wizard had shown up. Maybe he showed up and left. Uh, Maybe he was going to find Rohan's. Uh, that was one of my favorite uh, sitcoms. Only lasted one season, the Rohans. It was a good one. But so back to this uh, 10 gallon hat, 50 gallons man and a 10 gallon hat, the judge says. Uh, she also says, I'm the friggin' judge or the freaking judge. Uh, and you know, I love that. Uh, oh, wait, where's the. Uh, you do have to do a little scrolling back here. She goes up to a computer, which looks like, uh, I thought it was like, I guess, you know, it does from the back. It does look like, what I put, a 1086 uh, PC clone. Uh, so 90s era PC, uh, like IBM clone. I ran MS-DOS, uh, or just DOS. She, a green screen, she types, uh, where's the clicker thing? Humanity racer, garage door button open. She searches, it's not there. Uh, end of words, bye. I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, she says, what, what, oh, she says to Jan, neutral Janet, what are the la- any last words? She goes, end of words, bye. 
the judge turns out judge has some stuff, other uh, stuff going on. She talks about briefly, uh, as like uh, she talks to one of the um, sassier Janets. Uh, then she goes into one of the sassier Janets. Uh, okay, she says. Uh, okay, okay, she doesn't say it like the like that character. Like okay, she says something like okay. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Uh, you know, I'm no Maya Rudolph uh, for sure. So let's see. Yeah, she is. Oh, Janet says. Then the Soul Squad's there in the lobby, the judge's chamber. You know, whatever the room is. Can't keep a play. Keep away. Check it. Eleanor says, "Chidi, can I check in with you?" Uh, in us vis-a-vis, she says. He says, "Okay." And uh, she says, he says, she goes, uh, he goes, I love you. Do you love me? And she goes, yeah. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, and he goes, well, cool. Well, you and I are on our way to Coolsville. And she's shown some confidence. Uh, he says, after you deal with a thousand versions of yourself in multiple timelines, uh, you get a sense of clarity. Michael says you saw the time knife. Chidi wasn't impressed, so he said it was neat. Uh, then he says, hey, can one of you, Janice, give me a chalkboard and a copy of Judith Sklar's Ordinary Vices uh, and some warm pretzels? Uh, you know, if you're going out, uh, warm pretzels will be a good way to do it. Yummy, yum, yum, yummy. Yummy, yum, yum, yummy. Uh, then the episode opens. It's chapter 49. And uh, then we come cut back, and it's two fifty one on my uh, thing, which might be different on yours. Uh, Tahani and Jason are sitting at school desks. I said, "Is this a lobby with elevators? Um, there's pneumatic tubes. Uh, there's like comedy with Jason having an idea, and uh, uh, like because uh, he says if they cancel Earth, it would be a bummer." And he says, you're going to write that down, Michael? He goes, oh, yeah, you you just got to watch it. And they kind of talk about the conundrum they're in. We got to come up with a new afterlife that the good place and the bad place agree on, you know, which seems impossible. Uh, but they say, Tahani says, compromise is always possible. She tells a story about Bruno Mars, LeBron James, and Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Uh, let's see, there's 251 when they come back. I'm just you're checking this. Yeah, it looks like they're taking tests uh, to Honey and Jason. Again, when I'm recording this, I haven't seen the last uh, two episodes. Uh, again, when I'm recording this, I haven't seen the last two episodes. I'm probably just going to wait and just watch them as after I record. So I'm way behind uh, most people. But, you know, when you're listening, so, well, you know what I'm saying. Uh, scribble, scrabble. Oh, we got to pause it again. It's three forty. Uh, they talk about uh, Judas. Chidi starts talking about uh, Judas Scholar's essay about you know being mean is one of our primary flaws. Uh, I'm gonna pause it when it's on there. Also, Chidi's in roller skates. Uh, he got those from uh, uh, Disco Jan. Actually, Michael does write "bummer" down on one of his legal pads. Um, 
uh, he goes, Jesus, here's the thing. If, uh, you know, it's the punishment does not, you know, doesn't have to be mean, uh, uh, you know, Michael kind of, or no, then to, uh, Jason talks about, yeah, remember the time I took the wiener mobile? That wasn't fair. Let's see, I guess it goes from uh, Montague, Mon, M O N T A I G N E, uh, that Montague, Montague, Mont, and then M O N T E S Q U I E U, then to Scular. Uh, unified in zeal, uh, disfigures human character, you know, being mean, punishing people in a mean way, goes together with hypocrisy. That's what Chidi wrote. Scholar was, we'll talk about it later, but uh, 20, 1928 to 1992. Uh, let's see. Wienermobile, that's a problem with the current system. You know, anything unless you're perfect and you uh, end up in the bad place uh, doesn't match. Uh, Punishment's worse than life. Uh, GD does a spin. So we have to come up with a system that's the least amount of cruelty and suffering to those who don't deserve it. A problem of justice. Uh, I believe Eleanor says that, and then Chidi kisses her. And, uh, yeah, they kind of hubba-hubba it for a split second, but then they get back into the thing. Uh, and then coming up here in about 40 seconds from me, they'll end up in a bad Janet void. It looks like uh, Eleanor has on Stan Smith's again. Uh, Chidi has a sweater vest that's the same color as a neutral Janet void. He matches a neutral Janet void. Or just a sweater vest it does. Okay, now we're in the neutral Janet void. Holy, hit, I mean, a lot to look at. There's a, you go into a porta potty. Uh, there's like a monster truck, uh, tires that like, uh, flying stuff, uh, sofas, terrarium, uh, leftover pizza, barrels, uh, shopping carts, uh, uh, dumpsters, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 12. Uh, I wonder what the tagline of that one is. Uh, let's see if we can see it. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 8, and I don't know, I can't read it. It's something. Jack Sparrow. I guess hey, you're right, Scoots. You really should. Uh, this is your job. Dig in. I don't know if I can zoom in on the screen. We'll see. Oh, we can. Uh, Mark, it's not a. I guess because I'm not a. Mark Muldrow might. Aquaman. Oh, wait. Jack Sparrow versus Aquaman. That's what it says. I, knew, I guess I did figure it out. And it says some other stuff I can't read for sure. Uh, so Janet and uh, the judge are in the uh, uh, bad Janet void. We also see Cheaty's uh, thing, uh, a couple of kegs, a lot of leftovers, uh, trebuchet. And she gets to the computer, which has, uh, like, it looks like it's a Windows uh and she has trouble searching, zero, but then she finds out zero results. So she goes back and she says, okay, mom, I see you in the next life. Uh, and then there's some more funny stuff. Uh, and then uh, she says, uh, Disco Janet, you're up. Uh, and she goes, out of sight, man. Uh, then, let's see. 
she, oh, first, does she say, she, the judge says, what are you guys do, still doing here? Go back to Mindy's half of lukewarm beer and wait for me to come get you. And then she says, except for you, cookie puss, uh, to cheaty, I'll always make room for you. And then they say, somebody says, wait a second, that's a great idea. Let's go to uh, Mindy's. Uh, oh, no, Jason says, yeah, no, Cheaty should hang out with the judge and get us out of trouble. Jacksonville plea bargain. And they say, no, no, it was Eleanor's idea. That it would be a medium place for medium lives. Uh, medium place could be a third option. Like, uh, so, yeah, well, here's an idea. They, they go through, geez, uh, like your own personal Cincinnati. Uh, you know, you go watch episode. Then they go to the good place. So the, good, the good place people are having uh, yogurt at the yogurt uh, place. Uh, that's funny. And they say, hey, you, like, uh, they're all so super happy. Mouthful of compromise. Uh, and uh, they say, okay, well, uh, Chidi's confident now. He says, quiet, please. Uh, we're short on time. Uh, we got a new idea. They go, count us in. And they go, don't you want to hear? And they go, no, if you, we love it. Uh, but you do. then they say, well, we got to, to, to convince Sean. And uh, Tahani says, I think I can do it. You know, I convinced Ruth and Bruno and Mars and everything to agree to stuff. So I think I could pull it off. Uh, then. Uh, let's see. Oh, then there's the there's a ad break. Then at the office with Sean Tahani just Tahani is finishing up her point. Uh, and she goes, "Yeah, there you go." In the bad place, you know, and that's a compromise, a new threshold. Uh, and they says, "Well, I like that your my side stays the same. Your side gets worse. What the heck, I'm in." And they go, he, "Everyone's like, really?" And he goes, "He fakes them out." Uh, everyone's kind of mad. He's mad at Michael. He goes, you know, this is a lose-lose situation because the bad place will be empty too. And he goes, but I don't care as long as you lose. Uh, you're the one who had to come up with these new ideas and new ideas are gross. And I sort of get the idea because Jason said, or the episode title, because Jason says, Sean, you used to be cool, but you've changed, man. And then Sean goes, I'm going to write a big speech. Uh, ring my bell. Where's that? Uh, oh, that's uh, we go to the judges in, in, with Janet and the disco Janavoid. They're dancing to ring my bell. Uh, infectious disco grooves. Uh, what was I doing here? Oh, I was about to erase the earth. Uh, and they see, we almost got Sean on board. Uh, maybe we could get an agreement. Uh, maybe you could help judges like, uh, I'm a judge, I'm impartial. And uh, yeah, she goes, got to go race here. So then we see a, a, the search engine and a disco janet is uh, a track. Uh, says, uh, what you looking for, baby? There's also a hanging plant. Uh, and she goes to marbleize that janet. She goes, later, later skater. And, uh, Janet, the disco Janet says, keep on trucking. Yeah. Then they're in the soul squads in the office. They can't believe Sean's not going to do it. Uh, how are they going to get Sean to change his mind? Uh, what does he want? Uh, 
Uh, then we see Sean, he's at a cart called, he's at a side of a Ponzu scheme. At a cart called Joni Loves Tchotchkes. Uh, and he's messing up the tchotchkes. Uh, uh, we hear about the mod, Tahani's inability to pull off the mod look. That might have been the second time. But they go, we got to give Sean what he wants, uh, being not nice. Uh, and they go, listen, we'll go to the not good place. Uh, we'll go to the bad place if you let us have a medium place. Uh, and uh, they go, what? And then Jason goes, call back to season two, which we haven't covered yet. Classic trolley problem. One of your boys, he, I won't ruin it. There's a good joke there. And then, uh, Chidi kind of puts a nice topping on it. Uh, oh, that's what the mod look. Tony says, I give you a head start. I can't pull off the mod look. Uh, and they, uh, Sean says, well, it's a tough call. You know, taking you to a bad place would be great. Uh, but uh, uh, he goes, for, you know, basically stringing them along. Uh, and then the good place uh, representatives come and they say, well, okay, Sean, whatever you want, basically. And they're like, what are you just going to keep? They go, we got to keep him happy. And then the, uh, they go, let's lose on our own terms, Soul Squad, Eleanor. Let's come up with even a better idea. Uh, and they say, we only got about 10 minutes. And Michael makes a speech. Uh, everything we've been le- led through, all the lives, ethics training, further corners, uh, uh, the very best versions of ourselves to solve the album, you know, uh, and then uh, nine minutes. And then uh, then uh, they go, gee, can you come up with an idea? And then Michael goes, wait a second, I got an idea. Let me go talk to Sean. Uh, or somebody gets an idea. Michael's speech, uh, an ad break, then their lobby, uh, Judge and Janet. Oh, they go into the Janet void. Uh, yeah. Oh, this, no, this is a different part. Michael doesn't try to solve it here. They go into the Janet void uh, uh, to try to come up with another idea. The judge is in the void. Uh, there's a, like a door It says, uh, the humanity clicker thing is in here. Uh, let's see, right now Michael's making his night speech that goes from 10 to 9 minutes. Uh, he's really like, uh, he's got his hands clasped, he's in front of everything fits, there's a little breeze behind him uh, and on the awnings. Sean's behind him, and he touches Chidi. Chidi, can you do this? Uh, this one, Chidi says, actually, I have an idea, let's uh, go. So everybody heads off. Uh, that's when the head break comes. And then there was the judge. Judge goes into, uh, she marbleizes a bad Janet. Then they go into a regular Janet, or the Janet, our last, our Janet, actually. So they have to go into our Janet's void. Uh, so now the clock really is ticking. Uh, and... Uh, Oh, because she they say we got an idea, not interested. She goes into Janet. Uh, she says, "Let's go in me." You know, we've all advanced, so it'll be fine. Judge won't listen to us. You know, we got to get her attention. She goes, "I have an idea." So they get the judge to sit down uh, after the secret meeting place sign. 
And she goes, give me one good reason I should hear you out. They're standing in front of a chalkboard. And then Timothy, they go, here he is, Timmy Ol- Timothy Oliphant. Uh, and it's a real one. And he says, I think you should hear them out, uh, Judge. Uh, she goes, oh, okay. Uh, like she's a little bit stunned. She's stunned and happy. Really funny stuff, uh, really. Uh, and he's got a cowboy hat on. A tie. He's casual. He's very cash. And then Sean shows up, and uh, he talks about puppies. They sit down. There's a sign about the afterlife. Uh, everybody kind of takes turns, kind of uh, handing on and off uh, a new vision for humanity, life on Earth, and then the new afterlife. Uh, and they kind of explain. Chidi kind of they take turns, kind of ha- explaining the rules. Uh, you know, they, how they got there. You know, we used to be on Earth, you got one shot. Most of the time you ended up in the bad place. Uh, uh, but we want to give people a chance. Uh, and even Timoth- Timothy keeps getting involved. Uh, he walks up to Chuck. Interesting, why don't you walk us through it? Uh, and uh, they go, your time on Earth isn't pass-fail, but it's a class. And then the test is in the afterlife. Uh, so you kind of keep on learning. Uh, and then uh, Jason tries to rest their case early. Uh, they talk about the new point system, how the bad place and the good place will work together uh, to design something to help you confront your moral shortcomings. Uh, Eleanor's selfishness, Jason's impulsivity, Chidi's indecisiveness, uh, and Tahani's inability to carry off mod look. You know, tests could be anything, you know, then you keep taking these tests, you keep improving, you get, you get rebooted. And Oliphant says, uh, he, he says, Tim's fine at one point, but he goes, you know, if you get rebooted, what about your memories? And they go, uh, you start over. And they go, you'll remain, or get a vague memory. Uh, and then they say, uh, you know, become a better version of yourself. Uh, and eventually you'll you get it to the good place or you won't, but at least you have a fair chance. Uh, then Sean says, what are my demons doing the whole time? Lava, you know, my lava buddies. And, uh, they go, well, we're going to re- have to retrain them. Uh, and even Timothy says, fair question. Uh, they go, you still have jobs. You're going to help design the tests, uh, role play, just like in Michael's neighborhood. They go, remember, you had fun doing that, pretending you were the judge. Uh, they're like, do you think this would work? And they said, well, Chidi had 800 versions of himself. Uh, you know, he's way cooler. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, even Janet's like, I've evolved even, uh, I was able to, you know, hold four humans in my void, conjure Timothy Oliphant. Uh, I'm a better not a person than I've ever been. Uh, maybe humans should get that opportunity. They say, what do you think? Uh, and then Sean says, pass. Uh, and the judge says, geez, I thought you had it, but sorry. Uh, uh, and they, they go, where'd Sean go? Uh, and she goes, uh, Jane's like, we got seconds, you know. She goes, it's been a pleasure uh, with you, uh, Timothy. 
And they go, geez, Mike, I think he's toying with us. It might give me hope. Let me go talk to him. Uh, genuine pleasure, sweetie. He's seconds away. So they go to Sean. He's uh, going, uh, um, he's visiting a fountain. Uh, and uh, he's putting pee in the pool. And uh, he goes, I had to do it one last time before it's all gone. What are you going to offer me now? Michael goes, nothing, man. You beat us. Uh, and Sean goes, oh, too bad. Uh, all, all humans are gone. And Mike goes, yeah, you won. Seen a billion years. Uh, and Sean goes, yeah, well, when it happens again, I'll be right with your competitor. Uh, and Mike goes, yeah, I guess a million years from now. Uh, yeah, he goes, you know, you really bested us. Uh, but then Sean's like, we'd seen, don't you have like one more plan? And uh, Mike goes, don't you, didn't this is fun? Like having a, uh, what I called, anti or uh, whatever. Uh, didn't you, you were bored, weren't you? Uh, and he goes, yeah, I guess so. Uh, goes, something changed and I was having fun again. I'm not ready for that to end. Uh, Mike goes, I know it's hard when things end, but one way or another, it's over. But what's next? Because uh, this system wasn't working. He goes, well, don't you want to try a new way? And, I mean, really, Ted Danson is at its finest. It's like, uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, uh, so they go, let's try a new way together. And then the judge is about to eliminate everything. They go, hang on, your honor. She goes, are you kidding me? Can't I just get like uh, this over with? And they go, Sean's in, in principle. It just some kinks to work in or out. Uh, and then Jason has a moment with the clicker. And they go, okay, well, if we're going to redesign the entire afterlife, what do we do first? Cheaty, what are you going to do? And he goes, don't look at me. I'm just the idea guy. And the episode comes to a close. Uh, a yeah, pretty good one. And I think we have uh, three more left uh, uh, to go. So let's now let's run through some of the stuff I looked up here. So Timothy Oliphant, uh, to me, he, you know, I, I had a couple of questions about it. Uh, American actor, um, off-Broadway performance in 1995 really was his first role. Uh, uh, then he was in David Sedaris's Santa Land Diaries, 96. Uh, then he was in Go. That, that, he was in another movie before Go. But I remember seeing him in Go, which John August wrote. Uh, and uh, then he was in a famous Western show on HBO, Seth Bullock. And he's been in a lot of other movies and, and Justified uh, from 2010 to 2015. Uh, and, of course, a good place. Born in Honolulu, Hawaii, then Modesto, California. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, then, yeah, he, I don't know. I just wanted to check in and plus a link to that Wikipedia article about it. Uh, but then he's a 50-gallon man in a 10-gallon hat. I had to go over to history.com. Uh, to find an article, why do we call it a 10-gallon hat? This is from Evan Andrews, uh, February 26, 2014. And I'll paraphrase and quote from it. A uh, popular image wouldn't be complete without the 10-gallon hat. Uh, 
the conventional explanation is it refers to how much liquid could be put in the hat. Uh, even a hat for Stetson almost showed that. Uh, obviously, it's an exaggeration. But it's actually a 10-gallon hat isn't actually an import from south of the border. Cattle drivers and ranchers in Texas and the southwest uh, often had uh, sported braided hat bands called the gallons, uh, G-L-O-N-S, uh, on their sombreros. A 10-gallon, gallon, I think, uh, sombrero hat was uh, large enough that it could fit 10 hat bands. And that uh, maybe uh, probably American cowboys Anglicot, you know, co-opted that term to their own hats and called them 10-gallon hats. Another theory is the corruption of Spanish phrase tan gallon, G-A-L-A-N, which translated to very gallant, gallant, really handsome. So in that sense, it definitely fits Timothy Oliphant, uh, who was also in another movie this year, really having a hit year. Uh, what about vis-a-vis? I thought that was, uh, it's a French expression. V- that's another one. I don't know if this is an expression. Vis-a-vis. dash or whatever. Anyway, it means face-to-face, a French expression in English. Also, a Spanish TV series, an episode of Star Trek, Voyager, an album, and a type of carriage. Uh, I guess we sit face-to-face, I would assume, or presume. Then we get into Judith Scalar. Judith, J-U-D-I-T-H-N, Scalar, S-H-K-L-A-R. Originally from Latvia... Uh, but obviously had to deal with for like the W like so uh, made it to Canada. Uh, studied at McGill in Canada, then uh, uh, then Harvard. Uh, started teaching at Harvard in '56. Uh, let's see, various academics. Her views are centered on two main ideas. So this is from Wikipedia that me uh, uh, being cruel. Uh, is kind of the worst, and uh, the liberalism of fear, in quotes. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, this she talks about in her essay that Chidi talked about uh, from Ordinary Vices. Her second idea of oh, the liberalism of fear is focused on the idea that governments are prone uh, to uh, push around the in- inevitable inequities in power that result from political organization. She advocated for constitutional democracy, which she said was flawed, but still the best form of government possible. Yeah, it prevents people from some of the, you know, power struggles. Uh, uh, every adult should be able to make as many effective decisions without fear or favor about uh, uh, many aspects, uh, rights less and moral liberties. Um, she was deeply interested in injustice and political uh, not things that aren't good. Uh, philosophy fails to give injustice its due, and most philosophers probably dudes ignored injustice or only talked about justice. Likewise, ignoring vice and only talking about virtue. 
And she wrote, um, Ordinary Vices, The Faces of Injustice. Oh, it looks like that was another book uh, uh, that I couldn't pronounce. M-O-N-T-E-S-Q-U-I-E-U. That came out in 1987. Uh, American Citizenship, The Quest for Inclusion. After Utopia. So, yeah, just a little bit. I linked to that from Wikipedia. Uh, Chidi also said yum, yum, yummy, which made me think of two things. And it pops on yummy, but also made me think of yum brands or yum exclamation point. Formerly Tricon Global Restaurants, uh, uh, Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, Wing Street. Uh, we used to own Long John Silver's and A&W. I thought it uh, I also owned Jollibee. Uh, let's see, PepsiCo's fast food division, and uh, what else we got? International Focus. I don't know. It just made me think of that, but it, uh, I don't see a and uh, I don't see it on there. Actually, I guess I thought they did, but but anyway. So that's a little bit about Yum Yum Brands. What about the song Yummy? Just came out, right? Uh, when I'm recording this, uh, beginning of 2020, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be on, it's from Biebs, Justin Bieber, solo single, first solo single in three years. Uh, I'd waited so long. Uh, it's a R&B, straightforward R&B number recording. He's got a signature falsetto in the bridge. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, Beeb said it's about his love life, you know, cause he's so, I don't know if you know, but, uh, so, I mean, I know it's a little bit catchy cause it comes up in the car, uh, with my daughter and they say, oh boy, but speaking of young, speaking of tr- transitions, how about the Wienermobile? Uh, uh, Wienermobile is a series of automobiles shaped like hot dogs. I'm sure this has come up on the show before. First one came out in 1936. Turns out Jason took one. I think I knew somebody that worked in one of these, drove across the country. Uh, Nowadays, the drivers are known as hot doggers uh, and hand out whistles shaped like the Wienermobile, known as Wiener Wiener Whistles. Uh, It was evolved. uh, uh, Fuel rationing kept the Wienermobile off the road during World War II. Uh, the, in 69, they were built on Chevys. Uh, so just a little bit about it. Uh, wait, let's see. They were GM, uh, then a Dodge, then a Jeep. Uh, yeah, then they were made of plastic in 1975, all the old plastic era. Uh, then a Chevy van with Ford Thunderbird in the 80s. And then uh, Pontiac Grand Am, Trans Am. I think they're custom built. Uh, let's see. Actually, here's something weird. Uh, notable incidents on Wikipedia. It says uh, one of them had a, a license plate that said "Yummy," uh, and that's, I'm not. You can't make that up. So we better move on after that. Uh, I just wondered what the temperature of lukewarm water was. I think something lukewarm came up. Uh, uh, so this is from culinarylore.com, January 20, 13th, 2015. 
Uh, meaning of lukewarm is a very inaccurate instruction. Usually it gets a job done. No agreed upon temperature or even a relative scale. Some say it's body temperature. Others say room temperature. Of course, room temperature can vary from 72 to 74 or more or less. Uh, lukewarm and tepid are still considered to be synonyms. Uh, so, no good definition. Original the origin of the term is from the 1300s. Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, lukewarm water for yeast. Uh, using tep- tepid or lukewarm water will generally be okay. So, I don't know. So, this just, uh, I guess we didn't, that was inconclusive. You know, I never miss a chance to talk about Cookie Puss from Carvel Ice Cream or uh, Fudgy the Whale. I did buy, I think I bought a Cookie Puss, or uh, maybe it was a Fudgy the Whale. Every time I go to visit my sister, which is usually once a year, or maybe a little bit, actually the last two years are gone. Uh, to see her, I buy, I stop at Carvel and I buy ice cream cake, uh, usually Cookie Puss if I can get it. And then I have something, some of them right on it. Uh, Carvel ice cream, uh, freshly made exclusive products, along with the Hug Me Bear and Fudgy the Whale. It's a cake with a face, uh, with cookies for eyes, uh, ice cream cone for the nose. According to Carvel's backstory, Cookie Puss is a space alien who was born on the planet Birthday. His original name was Celestial Person, but the initial CP, people started calling Cookie Puss, Cookie Puss. Uh, in the television commercials, Cookie Puss has the ability to fly, though interplanetary travel, he needs a spacecraft, obviously. Uh, originally repurposed to serve as a cake for St. Patrick's Day, it was Cookie O' Puss, uh, still sold annually. So that's just a little bit. I mean, who can't who can't get enough of Cookie Puss? Uh, Cincinnati came up. Uh, it's in the state of Ohio, Hamilton County, seated in 1788, uh, northern side of uh, the Licking and Ohio rivers, on the state line with Kentucky. It's a metropolitan area with a population of about 2.19 million. Uh, Ohio's the largest metropolitan area. Wow. And this nation's 28th largest. So you, I would have not, I would have thought it was the second largest city. It's bigger than Cleveland, I guess. Uh, the city population is 302,000. Uh, third largest city. Okay. So it's metropolitan areas larger, but, uh, it's the third largest city in Ohio because you know, Columbus is big and Cleveland's big. And, of course, Cleveland Rocks. It looks like uh, one of the pictures is of, uh, uh, I don't know what that is. Let's see. Downtown Cincinnati, Union Terminal, over the Rhine something. It looks like the Hall of Justice. Uh, What else do we need to know about Cincinnati here? Incorporated in 1802 as a town. Uh, in January, oh, January 1st, 1802, that's handy. Uh, mayor, council, government, uh, 79.54 square miles in the city. Highest elevations, uh, 482 feet. Uh, oh, no, elevation is highest elevations on Mount Airy. Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge is not in Cincinnati, though. 
Uh, so that's a little bit about Cincinnati. Uh, maybe you and me were, I forgot that, that, that show, there was a show called uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Town to town, up and down the dial. Uh, like my, my friends played that song, their band would play it. Uh, I think it was on repeats when I was a kid. Uh, Howard Hassman and other people were on that show that I, I forget. Uh, so it's Cincinnati. What about my, because they said my own private Cincinnati reminded me of my own private Idaho, which was a 1991 indie movie by Gus Van Sant, Gus Van Sant, uh, by Gus Van Sant. River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves are in it. Uh, and uh, they are, it's a road trip movie. Uh, to Mike's hometown uh, in Idaho, and then to Rome. Uh, it was uh, uh, loosely based on uh, Henry the uh, Fourth, uh, Part One, and Part Two, and Henry the Fifth. It premiered at the 48th uh, annual Venice International Film Festival. I know I've seen it, but not in a long, long, long time. It's considered a landmark uh, in the new queer cinema movement, 1990s movement. Uh, it's a cult classic. Uh, I mean, I remember seeing it probably in the mid 90s. Uh, uh, just like one of those, actually, maybe it was even earlier than that. Maybe I saw it when it came out in the movie theater. Uh, but I mean, you really can't go wrong. Like, uh, River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves, uh, uh, like, uh, it is, uh, based on a, um, a 1963 novel by John Roche, maybe, uh, City of Night. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I would consider it a classic film. Uh, I mean, I, I really, I kind of barely remember it, then I'll have to rewatch soon. Uh, my own private Idaho. Uh, Ring my bell was a song. I did look up the lyrics. There's not that many lyrics, and uh, it's a disco song uh, by Frederick Knight. Uh, it was written for Stacy Ladisaw, uh, boy, about people talking on the phone, but they must have rewrote it. Uh, Anita Ward wrote the version that became a hit. And it doesn't seem like it's talking about talking on the phone. Uh, it's, a, it's definitely a good disco song. What about, I think we've talked about 8-track tapes on here before. They were before my time. Uh, but I guess they're still around in the 80s. I remember one of my cousins had it in his car. It was created by a consortium of uh, in 1964 by Bill Learjet, uh, Ampex, Ford Motor Company, GM, Motorola, RCA. Uh, it's a magnetic tape, uh, like uh, similar to the real reel, uh, but it was a lot bigger than uh, cassette tapes. Uh, but the Learjet stereo 8-track cartridge, I mean, because it could have, uh, I don't know if it meant because it had 8-tracks on there. Oh, yeah, because there could be four-track or eight-track cartridges uh, to listen to something in your car. Uh, yes, there's a lot of even karaoke machines. That's where you could do quadraphonic mixes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, quadraphenia, right? 
Uh, Milton Bradley had an Omni Entertainment electronic quiz game uh, similar to Jeopardy or You Don't Know Jack using 8-track tapes. But it, it declined in the 70s with the compact cassette arriving. Uh, and they did diminish just slowly across the globe. And it phased out of retail by 82. So, interesting part of our history. I just want to link to it. Uh, then there's, uh, let's see, what time we have, what time we have for? Okay, Keep on Trucking came up. There's a couple of things. There's a TV series uh, that never aired. Uh, or I guess it says it aired on ABC. Uh, but it was a Rod Serling series. Uh, so, I don't know. There's only four episodes, and that's all that really is about it in Wikipedia. But that caught my eye, you know, because that's one of my heroes. Uh, then there was a Zamp Comics, uh, Robert Crumb's Keep on Trucking uh, in the late 60s. Uh, and uh, it did have some, it, like, oh, it was like it became such a thing that the copyright, uh, it was just a one-page comic, I guess. Uh, oh, that came out, it was a visual rift on the lyrics of the song, Trucking My Blues Away. And, uh, yeah, Crumb was offered $100,000 by Toyota to reproduce the image, but they turned it down. Uh, Crumb uses the, this is from Wikipedia, uses the example as an example of discomfort he felt when he got fame in the 60s, saying, uh, I became acutely self-conscious about what I was doing. Was I now a spokesperson for hippies or what? I had no idea how to handle my new position. Take, keep on trucking, for example. It's a curse of my life. Uh, caught on hugely. There was a DJ who would yell out every 10 minutes, and don't forget to keep on trucking. Uh, big feet equals collective optimism. You're walking. So uh, uh, just like a little bit about crumb, that wasn't easy. Uh, so there's another, and then there's keep on trucking. Uh, the song from Eddie Kendrick says, uh, on Motown. Uh, I, 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 then there's uh, like, uh, I don't know, there's more than one song, but this one was uh, after Eddie Kendrick's uh, Left the Tem- Temptations. Uh, this song came out in August uh, uh, 1973. Uh, let's see, it was recorded in Motown Studios in LA. And it's a funk song. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just said, well, there's more than one entry by Cuban Trucking. And then I'll link to the mod thing, but there's way too much mod. We've covered this article before, uh, the kind of mod movement that spread in London in the 50s, which I think is a little bit different than the style uh, uh, that Hani's saying, but maybe not. Uh, but I'll link to that. Uh, and yeah, thanks for listening and good night.